Welcome to the OUS Helicopter Tours. Today is the perfect day to go on the industry navigation tour. There's going to be some highs and lows. But that's just normal in order to find your way. As long as you're passionate about what you're doing, it'll be a breeze. Okay, alright, this is the best part. Alright, we're coming into the groove. And this is where you'll find your rhythm. Now let's see what happens here. This is... This is Open Shop, the podcast, the podcast that documents the journey, 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 the journey of building and launching Open Shop, the small business geo marketplace. Welcome to the next episode of Open Up Shop, the podcast. I'm your host, EA Green, and we're here to navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and conquer these obstacles by just getting started. All right, so if you listen to the uh, skit at the beginning of the episode, you can hear that we're talking about navigating your industry. All right, so this is a little bit different than what we're normally um, kind of going through in terms of you know anything that might be like uh, focused on like why you're actually in your business or maybe kind of big different things in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of taking the mindset of even if you're a professional in your space, how you can just navigate your in, your industry in terms of, you know, knowing how to play the game or knowing how to to stay yourself like while going to go going through that. All right. So the best person that I could find, I had to dig deep. <laughs> um, but the best person I could find was uh, Mona King of Mona and Associates. What's going on, Mona? Hi, EA, and I appreciate you bringing me here today. Um, well, my story is probably relatable to people of all ages, mm-hmm. but I am a entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and I have been involved in the arts industry my entire life. Okay. I am not from here. I'm a transplant, came here 30 years ago, and I'm still here. Right. Uh, but I'm also a wife, mother, entrepreneur, and a strong advocate of the arts. Okay. So, so you, you know, I think you know that I'm a, a transplant here to um, going on my third year. Okay. Um, but what I want to do right before we kind of get, because I know we've had plenty of conversations before, you know, we've kind of been able to get it on MP3 or on wax or however you want to kind of, right. you know, be able to say it. But, right. um, but what I want to do is before we do all of that, can we let the listeners know like what gets you started? Like what's something that really helps drive you day to day? I am a person that doesn't like to be told what I can't do. Mm-hmm. So when someone tells me you can't do that, that usually motivates me. And that comes from my early childhood. Um, I am one of six children, mm-hmm. family of eight. And my father always said, don't let people put you in a box and tell you what you can and can't do. So he would teach us that we need to teach other people how to treat us. Okay. And because of that, I've always stepped outside the norm yeah. and look for other opportunities rather than what people tell me I should do. Okay. That's awesome. That's great. I've never really like looked at it like that. It's like, yeah. you know, you got to teach people how you want. I mean, which makes sense, right? It's always yeah. usually treat people how you want to be treated. It, yeah, it works right. both ways. It works both ways. Yeah. But you yeah. can, but you can like demand it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Almost, right? yeah, and you, you have to consider um, my parents were brought up in a different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have the luxury and opportunities that we did. Okay. But my father, being a very uh, 
I'll say man of principle, he stood up for himself. And, you know, he did it without conflict. And he also made us have pride in what we do. Right. So that's what I've tried to do my entire life and career. That's awesome. All right. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually kind of pumped to see where, <laughs> how those things, like, you know, those teachings kind of like overlap. Right. Like, especially during like the topic like this. Right. You know, about navigating your industry. So uh, before we kind of get really deep into it, can you give us a little bit more color about um, like your your professional career and where, you know, how did Mona and Associates become to be? Well, Mona and Associates is based on um, all of the things that have happened in my career. Okay. I've always had an interest in art. My mother was a painter, never professionally, but she would paint pictures and murals around the house. My father was uh, a man who wanted to go to architecture school. I mm-hmm. think he had one or two semesters. Had to drop out because of cost, but he built things around our houses. He did um, masonry. He built the room onto our house in addition. He also was involved in uh, TV repair when it had picture tubes and things (laughs) like that. And um, just fascinated and fascinated with what they did for our family. Um, We would shop at places which they now call secondhand long before they were secondhand shops, and my mother made our home home. Um, So my upbringing was also encouraging. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm finding out is a lot of kids are told that art is not something you want to go into because you become a starving artist. That didn't happen with me. I I mean, and I feel like everyone's heard that. Yeah. And... It, but nowadays, it might have just changed faces, right? In terms of you know, some people are trying to be rappers, right. or you know, right. like art is. I feel like it's subjective and not necessarily right. just like black and white of what that thing is, right? Yeah, it's something there, that, there's all kinds of art. There's visual art. There's audible art. There's the art of you know, designing clothing, fashion, right. homes, industries that are based around designing the principles of art. And before you. The norm was to go to art school. Yeah. That's not really as necessary now, mm-hmm. as long as you learn the principles. But most important is how to make a living at it. Okay. Which is um, what I'm advocating is that people should not tell their children that art is a dead industry because right. it's not. Exactly. And, and Actually, it should also never. support right. them. If the child has an interest in art and design, you should really encourage right. them. Right. Yeah. I feel like more than ever, you know, there's more, there's actually, the art industry may have expanded. Correct. Right? You know, especially when it comes to, you know, digital and kind of, correct. you know, podcasting yeah. or vlogs or yeah. tons of different stuff. Yeah. Now, art, right? art to me is problem solving. Okay. So it's all about thinking about it, solving the problem, making it work. And that's art and design. Okay. All right. Yeah. So now, uh, so when, so when did you decide to start Mona and Associates? Well, Mona and Associates Design um, incorporated about three years ago, but okay. Mona and Associates was a sole proprietorship probably 12 to 14 years prior. Okay. Even when I worked in corporate America, I had Mona and Associates. Okay. Yeah. And I worked freelance because I needed a creative outlet. Okay. Um, I would get hired for positions. I mm. came here, was recruited by Sarah Lee when it was here okay. to start up a digital design group. Okay. I moved into management and was taken out of the design process. I uh, became a manager. <laughs> I can only, I can I can imagine you know where you feel like you thrive in that space, and right. then, but you're so good that they're like, hey, we want you to 
Yeah, I mean, okay. I built a great design team. I hired freelancers. We did art for the Olympics. We did art for licensed products for Hanes. Um, we created a $100 million business in over six or seven years. Right. And it was all based wow. on art. Okay. Um, but from that corporate life of being me being on the road constantly, being away from my family, and not being able to design but to manage it, I chose to move on. Right. And I wanted to offer design services to the community, okay. especially minority businesses, which were not able to get quality services and design capabilities. Um, I did that a few years, and for various reasons, um, didn't work out. And I decided I wanted to go back to school, get a second degree mm-hmm. in interior architecture. My first degree was in fine arts, okay. and I really self-taught myself computer design. Um, it's, and it uh, made a hundred million dollar business. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, be proud of like I want. I, like, <laughs> I had to piece it together. I'm like, yeah, you, you self taught and you made a hundred million dollar business for well, someone else. Yeah, when, for someone else. That's the key point for someone else. Oh, Plus man. the fact, I get it. Back in the day when I bought my computer, it was like investing in a car. You got a 256 megabyte computer, mm-hmm. a 200 DPI matrix pe- a printer, and it was eleven thousand dollars. And <laughs> and there was no one to teach you, <laughs> so you had to learn how to make it work. Right. But from okay. that, I was hired by a Fortune 50 company mm-hmm. because I could create computer graphics. So That's that okay. was how I got here. And from there, it's gone in different directions, but I kept coming back around to realize I need to do this for myself and not for other people. Okay, so now let's kind of switch lanes a little bit, right? So now you are, in terms of the timeline, you're working for yourself now. Yes. Right, so when you, early when you're starting to work for yourself, you know, in, you know, uh, architectural design right. and creative design, uh, how was how was business for you? Like, how was the market reacting to you, Mona, like saying, hey, I can provide, <laughs> like... well. The community has to know who you are and what you're capable of. Yes. When you're working for a corporation, you have that corporation's power behind you and the ability to give other people work. But once you come out on your own, it it becomes different. Okay. Um, If you're not as powerful as you were in the position that you were, and I was a VP. Okay. Once I came out as an independent design source, Things were rather different. So it, it, I'll admit it had been a struggle the first couple of years. So people put more emphasis on who the fact you worked for. Who you worked for. Versus your capabilities of getting the work done. But, I mean, that's what resumes are for, right? I mean, that's, like, I feel like. Well, you, that's what they're supposed to be okay. for. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, you would think in, right. in a normal world, but it's not always normal. But that just would drive me just because. As I said, I get excited and motivated by rejection. Okay. I like to prove my point. Okay. So when I get rejected, that means you have to do something different, Mm -hmm. and you have to make your presence known. So I'm now at the point where people actually know who I am, what I can do, and doors are starting to open. They're still not opening to the point where... I feel comfortable because mm-hmm. I'd like to be able to employ other people, yeah. get some high-profile jobs. Um, I did one recently, uh, which was Winston Starks. Okay. 
So let's get let's get let's get back to that one. Yeah, I want to table that, but because okay. I want to talk about how you got to the point where you kind of like navigated to like grab that job, right. right? Right. So, so you know, again, so in I know you were saying how you know once you you didn't have the corporate backing behind you, correct? Right? Was it um, were you like knocking door to door, like or? You know, you make of- a lot of phone calls. You send a lot of emails. You do follow up on people that you had pro- previous business relationships with. Yeah. Um, sometimes the phone, the calls don't get answered, oh. um, and you realize they weren't talking to you. They were talking to your position. So it's important that you learn who your business relationships are to mm-hmm. build great relationships and regardless of your title or position those people will work with you okay all right so um do you remember i guess when you may have had that breakthrough like because i know you're saying yeah. that you know you were incorporated for a couple of years and you've been on your own for more you know on the better half of a you know two uh, decades or almost two right, decades right right so let's talk like really early into that okay you know um it sounds like that the majority of the pushback that you were getting was just more of, hey, you're not working for, I'm saying Sarah Lee, right? right. You're not working for Sarah Lee Correct. anymore, so why do I deal with you? Because right. they, they, I guess, assume that you don't have, what, it's just the materials or, like, do you know why? Do you know I, why I, they— I can't, you know— or was it? Do you think it was, like, an excuse? That? It, it might be an excuse because okay. the same skills that I used while I was— at other companies, right? You had a- are the same skills that I brought to that company, okay? And I continue to improve. Okay. You know, I'm a con- I'm a continuous learner. Yes. So I learn software when it comes out. I learn the skills needed when it comes out. I do oh. a lot of research and reading, and go to webinars and networking and workshops. So mm. anytime you're a professional, you have to do that because things change. Yeah. Especially now, very quickly. So I can't explain why that would be happening. Which is fair. Which yeah. is fair. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably a question you need to ask somebody else. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I get it. I get okay. it. You, you, you're, give, you're telling me a lot and yeah. by not saying a lot. Right. And I get it. So talk about your first breakthrough. Like talk about that first, you know, where you're like, hey, I know I'm, I'm doing my thing now. I know like. I'm not. Going. Well, it, it was based on a, a previous relationship. Okay. Um, Can you share? It was. I had a relationship with the uh, executive director of mm-hmm. Winston Starts. Okay. So he knew my work ethics from Sarah Lee. Okay. And we had multiple meetings, and I was awarded the commission for that. So that was an opportunity to show that a small business could do the work of a large organization. Okay. All right, so um, so you really leveraged like your network, right, and leveraged like make sure that your work kind of spoke for itself. Correct. So prior to once it starts, more on the recent, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of the last five years or so, right? You know, I'm, I'm assuming there was other jobs, a lot, a lot of other other large jobs that you you know put your hat in the ring for, right? Um, did you notice any trends while kind of going through that? Well, or? the the design industry itself, okay. like design and construction. I'll put it that way. Design and construction. Um, design and construction okay. industry is not very flush with women and minorities. Okay. The facts are less than 3% of minorities are involved in design and construction. And 
this number will even blow your mind more, 0.3% are female architects. I'm an interior architect, but 0.3. So that's three out of every thousand architects is a female or a minority. And that's across all minorities. Wow. Yes. Yeah, but which is a, a lot. That's like, yeah, right. okay. Right. So wow. those opportunities usually go to larger, more established mainline companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in order to get commissions or jobs, you usually have to have a very strong relationship mm-hmm. with a company. And that usually doesn't happen when you're a smaller minority business. Mm-hmm. So you have to... Build up your expertise. We have to work twice as hard to get half the distance. And that, yeah, I, I've been told that plenty yes. of times. And yes. it, and it's more to all aspects of life, right? Correct. Just you, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I have to always rely to don't let people tell you what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. You just do it. You show them. Okay. You know, so you can continue to fight the good fight, but showing is believing. If you look at a building, you have no idea who built the building. Right. But if the results are the same, whether that person is a minority, a female, an Asian, or whoever, and the results are a good building or good interior or good design or good song or good whatever, it shouldn't matter. Okay. So that's that's my philosophy. Okay. So you might you might reiterate something that you said earlier, but you know, going through, it seems like, you know, a lot of the established players, you know, mm-hmm. and assuming based off the stats that you told us, they are um, basically non-men of, of color. Right? Correct. Uh, you, you get where, I'm, where yeah. I'm going with that. So yeah. um, how did you stay, I guess, so diligent or like how did you persevere through, you know, almost, you said, two decades of, you know, working your space, like working on your own? To kind of, you know, being confident that you, you know, you will break through. I'm stubborn, probably, and some people call it a workaholic. I'm, I'm trying to change that. Not quite there, but I have been a workaholic my entire life. Mona's husband's here, so I'm looking over to see if he's going to like <laughs> shake it off. But he's like, Nah, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> well, he knows. He's he's told me. My children have told me that also. Okay. So, uh, being stubborn, I mean, I get it. Yeah. And it's like once you set your mind on something, you're just like, yeah, we're going to get this done. Yeah. One I mean, way or another. Everybody has goals, and you should never be told to lower your goals or your standards. Mm-hmm. You should never be told what you can or can't do because of who you are or what people perceive you to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now, you know, looking more. More recent day, yes. right? So, how long ago was the Winston Starts uh, um, engagement, I Jeff? I think it was completed uh, last April. Okay, so less about two years, okay. less than two years. All right. So, from that point, now looking forward, right? Um, has has things changed for you? I've not had a commission that size. Right. I've reached out to partner with some organizations. Okay. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, what usually happens is um, an interior architect or design firm becomes a subcontractor to a larger organization. Okay. You're usually the last one in. You are not paid what they consider more of the um, important occupations. And because your fees are usually not told you 
until the project gets to your mm-hmm. area of responsibility, they're usually not as high as you want them to be. Okay. So people tend to not value the fact that I have a five-year degree and 30-plus yeah. years of experience right. in management, design, execution, strategies, and all that goes with it, that all I ask for is fair compensation. Mm-hmm. So when I go on a job site, it's what people see mm-hmm. and perceive rather than have a conversation with me. Okay. So I have had some commissions, but yeah. none that I know I'm capable of doing. Right. At, at your to, at your full potential. Correct. Something that you can really, right. like, really sink your teeth into Correct. and really like do something with. Correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Well. I want to try to get you to do something in here. Like, you know, because I'm like, you know, like, I'm just, you know, because like, I've seen like your work at Once It Starts and it's like awesome. So, like, thank you. Definitely. So, um, so before we wrap up the, the conversation, is there anything that you want to make sure that you, that you tell the listeners about, you know, kind of going into navigating your industry? Well, what I'd like to stress is that, um, we need to get more children minority children involved in design and construction. Mm -hmm. And we also need to express to our community that we need to expose them to what opportunities are there. They can be architects. They can be designers. They can be music producers. We don't just have to rely, and there's definitely no disrespect, only on basketball players or religious figures or other things that we tend to go toward. Yeah. The design and construction industry is ripe because mm-hmm. we are not represented, but we are users. And if we are users, then we need to have fair representation. Right. Our children need to see what capabilities are. So that means you have to expose them to it. Okay. So they need to be able to go to visit an organization that has minorities in it, which is my hope that yeah. I can grow my business mm-hmm. enough that I can bring in kids Right. Work with them, expose them to them, give them jobs in the future, let them take over. That would be great. Right, I understand. Yeah, right, that's cool. That's dope. All right, so what I want to do now is um, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, and we're going to wrap things up. Okay. And we're back. All right, so Mona, so what we're going to do now is we're going to wrap everything up and talking about uh, navigating the industry, right? Okay. Your your industry per se. So the next segment is called uh, concept startup growth, which mm-hmm. is basically a wrap up segment that you know just in case if a listener said, "Hey, I can't listen to the full thirty minutes today, but I want to know what they talked about so I can come back," you know, they're gonna like fast forward to right here, right? right. right. But they know that you know they're gonna be. Kicking themselves and saying, "Hey, look, I really should like listen to the whole thing." So, what we're gonna do is gonna go through the different stages of how people can, uh, what they can do, and be really practical of how to navigate their industry. Okay. All right. So, the first part is concept. So, from like a planning perspective, it could be something that's a little bit more internalized, or if they are navigating their industry in terms of their business. Like what would you what advice would you give them in terms of planning to kind of go through that? Well, we have the uh, advantage of technology. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have your own computer or laptop or whatever, go to the library. But you need to do research. You need to understand what the industry requirements are, the education required, what you can and can't do, and utilize technology to do that. And if you see someone of interest, reach out and ask them. 
Okay. So who's the last person you reached out to? I'm, I'm just curious. Um, I actually spoke recently to uh, one of the architects of one of the institutions here. Okay. I asked him, you know, how can I work with you? Okay. Awesome. And what do I need to do to navigate the system? The, navi- the, the right. landscape of, in, in of, our the, community. of right. the Forsyth County. Okay. Right. All right, so we're going to will that. That's going to happen. Right. We know know that's going to happen. All right, so now the next uh, section is called startup. Right. So now this is more about the execution. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you've kind of, you know, kind of created this plan. You've kind of done your research and, you know, you can be, you know, so now what would you kind of give them in terms of like how to actually navigate their actual industry now? Putting your ideas to paper is vital. Even though you're excited about it, there's a lot of parts and pieces. Mm -hmm. You need the name. You need to research the name to make sure nobody else has it. Mm -hmm. You need to look at the legal aspects to make sure that you're covered, your liability. You need to have plans in place for financial support. If you don't have the money, how are you going to run a business? Also, from month to month, a business may not survive if you only have expenses for only one month. You also need to have resources and partners in place for backup mm-hmm. to sound off ideas with and also to test those ideas. Um, we as entrepreneurs look at things so much and over a long period of time, and we just think it's the only way we can do things, and sometimes it's not. So you need a sounding board. But the biggest thing is you have to have believe in yourself okay. and not give up. Awesome. Yep. You you kind of hitting you kind of hitting this stuff like, <laughs> strong, man. I'm like, okay, all right. So now the last piece is growth. So now looking at more future focus, right? right. And uh, in terms of adapting, so you've you know you plan things are starting to go, you know, and we all know if something can go wrong, it will go wrong, right? right? So now, what would you say in terms of you know adapting? Adapting. If it doesn't work, pivot. Do something different. Okay. Um, there's a saying, if you keep doing the same thing, expecting different results, it's a sign of insanity. Albert Einstein, right? Correct. Okay. So, uh, um, little <laughs> do people know, but he was actually uh, diagnosed as being a child with a, a very short future when he was an infant or wow. a young child. And wow. as we know now, he was a genius. Right. So you ca- crazy. can't yeah, let people tell you what you are. Right. He's a perfect example. So, and just to kind of reiterate, so pivot meaning in terms of trying something different. We're not Correct. necessarily saying like abandon what your goal is, like what your why right. is. You, you can adapt your idea, but it has to be a product or a service that people want. It has to solve a problem, okay. number one. So what I've done is created services that help employers to retain employees because as you know millennial generation does not want to stay in an environment that's not conducive to their lifestyle yes and an environment that is not making them happy creative or productive productive right so (laughs) that's my focus is to create what's called biophilic design in an environment and in addition to that, living walls. So mm-hmm. you're bringing nature into the space. Okay. So so it's not just bland. It's not bland. Okay. It's they they can't go out if they don't have a window. They can at least de-stress with a living wall. So you have to adapt to what people need. Mm-hmm. It's not the old method of we build it and sell it. You now have to 
design things that people need and want. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Now, so that was concept startup growth, right? right. So now we're going to get into my favorite section. Okay. And this section is called hashtag comfort zone killer. Okay. So um, what this section is a call to action for the listeners so that, you know, they're going to listen to this on a Monday, you know, because they, they can't wait until this thing comes out. Right. And then, you know, as the week goes on, you might need that extra push, right? That mm-hmm. can get you through the week until the next episode of Open Up Shop. So let, uh, we're going to let you take it away about how people can keep it pushing. Okay. Um, this is just a portion of it, but it says, I am invisible, understand simply because people refuse to see me. And that is from Ralph Ellison, the writer of The Invisible Man, which was written back in 1954. Okay. So if you want to read more about it, there are excerpts out on the internet. Right. And can you repeat it one more time? For the I am invisible, understand, simply because people refuse to see me. Awesome. I started reading that book a long time ago. I needed to pick that back up. Yeah. Was really, really yeah I, I, I got hooked into it this last week. Right. What I'm doing is I want to build a community that the designers, the thinkers, the creatives in our community have the opportunity to have jobs, have employment, and grow their ideas and their businesses. So in order to do that, um, I need to also grow my business. Mm -hmm. So I would love referrals. If Mm -hmm. you have a business, a company that needs to improve their environment, or someone that needs to help with keeping their employees motivated, Mm -hmm. that's what I do. And I'm also uh, setting up where I have a referral service. Mm -hmm. If you refer friends, you get a discount on a living art frame. Mm -hmm. So five friends, you get up to $100 versus to purchase a frame. Right. Okay. And also referrals. Yeah. So I, I want to work with people. I want to collaborate. I want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to earn income when in the community. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, Mona, I want to thank you, you know, for taking time out uh, today. I know you were probably very busy, you know, and taking the time to speak with me and speak with the listeners, right, talking about navigating your industry. All right. So before I let you go, can you let everybody know where they can find more about you and Mona and Associates? Okay. I'm on Instagram at Mona Art, M-O-N-A-A-R-T, or I'm on LinkedIn at LinkedIn.com, Mona King, or Facebook, Mona King. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you go to my website, MonaAssociates.com, that provides all of my social media as well as samples of my work testimonials and anything else you might need to know about me. Right. And do not forget about that referral program. Like Correct. Like said, the living walls that, uh, you know, that Mona provides are like pretty dope. Like, you know, in terms of just kind of like liven up the space. So, yes. And right. de-stress you as well. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you for that again. Right. And um, again, I just really appreciate it. Well, my pleasure. And I appreciate you inviting me. All right. So, listeners, tune in next week for your weekly dose of Make It Happen. But in the meantime, you can learn more about the journey by following me at EA the Exec on all media platforms and at OpenShop. You can find out more about that at OpenShop US or OpenShop.com. And remember that at 301 North Main Street, you can come to the Open Media Lab where you can do your podcasts, your vlogs, or any of your content creation right here in the lab. Now go get your journey started and build your idea, project, or business. Just remember, all you have to do is open up shop. Peace.